Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to this Foot Weekly podcast, an exciting one, how to start FIFA 23. We're going to go through and break down what the process is starting FIFA 23. We did a more broad episode talking about the start of the cycle and different approaches to FIFA 23 on a support episode if people would like to catch that. So we're continuing on from that into a more specific breakdown and I'll introduce the same guest on that episode. So we have with us top NA player, you know, top two because of Japes, but that could change in FIFA 23. Hello, welcome. And we have game critic and consultant and foot veteran, Brammers. Hello. Yeah, still got the sore throat mentioned in the last pod. And we have market and trading expert, Nate, the foot accountant. Howdy, howdy. And so I should probably start just again with the dates. The 21st, that's Wednesday of this coming week, is the web app launch. Companion app will be out on the Thursday which is the 22nd on the 27th at midnight, your local time, you'll be able to play the ultimate edition of the game. And I think a standardized time across time zones on the 27th will be the 10 hour trial, which is playable until the 30th when the full game is released or the standard edition. Ultimate edition launch will be when you get those 4,600 FIFA points. Uh, so we'll start with the web app. We don't know at the moment whether you'll be able to put FIFA points on the web app or not, which will obviously have a big impact. And we'll talk about that uh, closer to the time or when we know for sure, which we may not until it actually comes. Uh, that's because last cycle you were able to add FIFA points through the web app, but the web app was only out once the actual game was out or the early trial, so people could add FIFA points anyway. So there's a chance that the web app could still be restricted before launch. We'll have to see. 
One thing which hasn't changed for ages and I doubt will change is the starting sequence, which is almost like unwrapping the presents, really. I compared it to Christmas in the last pod. A similar experience. Very exciting. And uh, some of it matters. So picking the kits, pick a contrasting one. That is obviously very helpful and important. Badge, not so important. But Nation, traditionally, has been important because it is uh, the nation of the vast majority of the players in your starting squad. So, Nate, I guess, you know, going for those big nations, what did you pick in the past? I think last year I chose either England or Brazil. Mm. Uh, And the reason I chose that was because, you know, at the beginning out of those packs, your team is like, what, mostly bronze and silver and a couple gold cards. And I just wanted to get either a lot of those Brazilian players that I thought I was going to be able to easily use in the starter SBCs Mm. or English players in the starter SBCs and make make it a little easier on myself to get those done potentially. I mean... In the long run, I don't think it really matters that great. But, mm. you know, Germany might be a really good one or Spanish Spain might be a really good one if you're trying to do those starter SBCs with the non-rare golds that are, there's plenty of them that are from those nations. So yep. I wouldn't spend hours trying to decide which one, just uh, kind of just go for it and you'll be fine whatever way you go, I think, in the, in yeah. the end. I have a question here. So in previous years, the starter SBCs have included at least one SBC that required loyalty um, in order to complete. Obviously, loyalty is not in the game now, right? They've taken it out. Right. So in theory, that will make everything easier. But I, do you think maybe they would replace that with first owner? because that's kind of what they're replacing it with on the cards. And if they if that is the case, then your choice of nation at the start for SBCs could be quite relevant. Mm-hmm. I think that they may do that, but I can't see it at the start just because it would really restrict people yes. to an extent that would be too harsh because obviously you can't just use the player, even if it was like quitting out of games to get the loyalty higher, you, you can't generate the loyalty. So yeah. yeah, I also had one other thing to say on what we've said so far, um, even though we said very little. At the very, very, very beginning when the web app goes live, uh, there's often a clamor to get in um, and oh, people yeah. and there, and people who have two-factor authentication. Mm. I am totally stealing this point from a previous year's podcast, by the way, but people who have two-factor authentication, if you have it set to send you a text, that service can get bogged down and it can take mm. you ages to get in. So if you have the web, like the authenticator, Google Authenticator app or something like that set up, then you can do it without that. And it makes it faster and you won't be beholden to the whims of text messaging. Yeah, a really good point to make. Uh, change that if you have it set to phone to being, I guess, email's all right. But yeah, the Authenticator app is the best. Yeah, the app is great because then you're just not, it doesn't matter. You don't, the system yeah. isn't doing anything. You're doing it all yourself. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a really good point to make. Um, so yeah, that was even before you entered the web app. So very yeah. well remembered. It's quite interesting from a gameplay perspective if you're going majorly old school Hugh and going to play with the team you actually build out of the box if you like they're probably going to have full chem interestingly because of the new chemistry system yeah assuming you can get all the right positions because I know if if a player is not in position then they don't get a chem but I mean they usually give you fairly standard positions so yeah yeah. and if you don't then like you can swap them out pretty quickly I think so I'm sure they'll try to make it fairly easy because people are learning the chemistry system because they don't want you to start off on like one chem on everyone and kind of be left to figure it out on your own. So Mm. I assume there will be something. And then we can move on to, I'm sure you've all been looking at this in the notes, like Ben's loan trick. 
<laughs> I think I know <laughs> what this is. <laughs> Maybe a lot of people know this, but basically when you get offered a lone player, the player that you pick in the squad changes the selection of players you get. Yeah. I don't think it's actually the player, is it? It's the position on the pitch you pick or yeah. where on the bench you pick. And so it means you can get a bigger selection by going through other positions uh, just to see who you get offered. And I almost always don't go for high rated players. I'll almost always go for um, a player. I think a classic example last year was Upamecano, who's 82 rated, but obviously a pacey centre back, French. And Bundesliga Bayern is handy too. But you get something like, you know, eight low matches, or maybe it was even nine on him. Whereas, you know, a Pogba or whatever, he's only going to be there for like three games. So you can actually use him for a good amount of time, especially early in the game. That many matches is quite a few. A quick pointer to do that. And then you get in there, you do your basic starter SBCs um, to unlock the SBC section, I guess, and then move on. If you're on the web app, you probably want to try and complete as many of those SBCs as possible. And actually Rob here asking, I've always started off the web app launch with getting the foundation SBCs done when they can be reasonably done because you don't have the solutions, price fixing players and things like that. Um, how much of an effect will the new chemistry system have on these? And do you anticipate that'd be harder or easier as a result? I think once people get used to it, the new chemistry system will make SBCs kind of easier from a brain standpoint, right? I think, I don't know whether anyone has a different view, but to me, although you have to kind of get rid of some of the old logic, it is an easier system to kind of build with. Yeah, it's it's a little bit up in the air. I do think it'll be harder just because we're not used to the chemistry system, but we'll have to see what they ask us to do. I would imagine that it would be around the same requirements mm -hmm. as in previous years, but yeah, it's kind of just an unknown. Mm -hmm. One thing I would mention, the only thing that I found myself doing a lot in the early the beta version was I used a lot of position changes and yes. I just, I know that that is only going to be one specific card on the market this year, not like all the different center forward to striker or center attacking mid to center mid. But I just hope that that consumable is supplied a lot because we're going to need a lot of them, <laughs> mm. especially early on when we're figuring out how to get chemistry into some of these SBCs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think it's worth saying don't sell those items yeah, if you pack probably. them early on because it is the kind of thing where especially at the start if it's just web app i mean if people are adding few points there'll probably be a lot of those cards floating around and then they'll increase because people will start building teams and things i'm hopeful that they don't increase and that they've supplied them enough that they stay at a low price because as you say i think it they're going to be so important yeah it's such a different thing than it was last year that they do need to be reasonably priced. They can't be like shadow chemistry styles or whatever. Right. Um, so fingers crossed. I don't really understand why they're even having them. Like if it's only one item, like when it was loads of items, it kind of made sense from a sort of trading point of view. Like it was an aspect of the game you needed to stay on top of. But with this, like if the supply runs out, everyone's screwed, the game's broken. So they'll have to, mm. you know, have to push the supply. And if they're incredibly uh, easy to obtain, then what's the point? <laughs> What's the point of them? It's a, it's a strange one. Well, I mean, it's the same with uh, healing consumables, right? Yeah. And contracts to an extent, I would say. Yeah. You could easily make the argument that they're just inconvenient, but I think it's just pack filler, basically. Like, they like to have things in packs, yeah. which yeah. which people perceive to have value or are useful and that they use. 
but aren't necessarily yeah. worth anything. So I think that is the reason I want to say. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, that is definitely a, an important thing to mention worth like, monitoring those position change consumables. And just for those who don't know, basically, yeah, one position change consumable and players will have specific positions they can be changed to. Those positions, there are going to be four of them from what we know and what's been confirmed so far, including their starting position means it is very worth looking at that when doing SBCs because it can be huge. Like I was doing an SBC on the beta and suddenly I was like, oh, I can move this right mid to left mid, move this other left mid to left back and I've completed the SBC. So it can change things massively and is, is really worth looking out for. A little tip is if you flick the right stick across then it changes the view that you're looking at on console. There'll be a way to change it on companion app and web app too. There's normally a card symbol with a couple of arrows around it. Just flips the view. You can see it. Uh, it's much easier to identify which players can play where and things. Um, but that could be, you know, a good trading opportunity too. Um, in terms of that sort of stuff on the web app, I think it's going to depend a lot on whether people can have FIFA points. Of course, if people can add FIFA points, then prices could get pretty low but as people start to discard things and also i guess sell to other people or start putting those coins into expensive players but it might take a bit of time because people are thinking about sbcs and not about playable squads yeah i think you'll have a nice couple day period in there where nobody will really have demand for building teams and playing games it's all just like sbc demand so that's probably where you'd want to be trading the most as well and uh with those bronze, silver, and non-rare golds and rare golds that people need for the SBCs that they're all trying to get done to open some packs and get cards and coins. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, like you mentioned here on the list too, like start to create a team, maybe formulate your starter type of squad based off of how your maybe couple first pack pulls at the beginning of the game have set you up coin-wise. So Yeah, it'll be interesting in that early period. If you can have FIFA points, I mean, if not seen before whereas previously people are extremely careful with their coins the margins are really tight because there isn't the cash in the ecosystem essentially there aren't the coins there you can discard loyalty packs to generate coins that sort of thing um, which people will do and is probably recommended ultimately it was very difficult for people to uh, trade to some extent because the margins were so small and because there just weren't that many coins in the game although it did level the playing field i suppose for people spending fifa points and people not spending fifa points i think it was a lot harder because people were very tight with their coins, so it might be quite different. But on the other hand, we don't know that people are definitely going to be able to spend FIFA points and how that market's going to look. It could be a case of very, very small margins on the web app, as is often the case Nate, in the early stage or has always been the case when the web apps come out before launch. That's part of the grind, right? Where you're, you know, trying to find somebody, you know, like this past year, center backs were always a little more expensive because of the chemistry that you need in some of the SBCs as well. I would say look at the top top nine nations for sure. Mm. Gold non-rares, gold rares. There'll be a lot of people that'll be tweeting out like filters that you can try to snipe at. Like let's say all, you know, right mids from the uh, that are French or something might sell for 2000 coins. So, you know, people will be bidding and sniping on those types of filters. And that's, that's just part of the early game grind is just going back to the small flips mm -hmm. and uh, building from the ground up. But yeah, it's a grind, but you can absolutely get it done too. Yeah. And then it's interesting in terms of building the team here, because there's this question here from Maca Marvel about not necessarily jumping in and playing games, being on the web app for longer than just the launch period. The temptation might be to start putting 
players into squad and building out the team. But actually, if you've got a bit mm. of a delay before you start playing, I don't know, a week after launch, something like that, even maybe a bit less time than that, then I guess players could drop, couldn't they? And then maybe it isn't the best time to build the team. It's better to do it later, which I guess isn't always the advice because prices are cheap straight away sometimes because people don't have many coins. If it's going to be a while until you can play, don't initially focus on team quality. I would mostly worry about like trading and just building coins because say you buy a, a cheap, fairly meta player like a LaCroix or LaCroix, or, you know, however it's pronounced, say you bought him today. If you can't play for a week, by a week, you know, early days, that he could be worth half the price. So anyone who you have to buy, I would probably not buy until as late as possible. Otherwise, I would mostly focus on, you know, trading, doing SBCs, seeing who you're getting. And then when you're ready to play, fill in those holes in the squad. Um, I'm guessing unless you're really trading a ton, you're not going to have enough for any of those top tier players who are really going to be big risers just because you're not getting those game coins and rewards. So really just, I would just focus on, you know, just trying to acquire as many coins as possible and then kind of leave the team building until, you know, you're close to being ready to play because you're just risking a lot of, you know, potential losses, I would think. Yeah, it is worth noting, obviously, for specific players, they are going to rise over the first week or two, but it is hard to call. And I guess if you want to be safe, maybe you wouldn't buy, but someone like Dembele's 83 rated card did increase quite a bit over the course of that first week or two. So that's worth bearing in mind. And then let's move into actually getting on the game. And this is going to be the 27th, whether you're on a 10-hour trial, which to be honest, 27th to 30th for 10 hours, that's going to be a good amount, right? So um, we can probably talk about people on the trial or with Ultimate Edition access with the same recommendations i suppose because it's quite similar i guess the differences would be if you're you know spending a few points or not that would make a difference as to how you treat this time potentially um but then on the 30th obviously everyone is on and uh, you do tend to have more people playing the game on the 30th it's been the pattern you know that there are still a lot of people who just come on at launch not before um so that's worth bearing in mind for those who are coming on the game uh, around this time on the 27th it is worth noting that the way the release happens is at your local time. So it will be released at midnight between the 26th and 27th. If you happen to be in New Zealand, then it'll be released very early for you. Yep. And uh, some players may take a trip to New Zealand that <laughs> evening. But interestingly, at least in the past, the trial hasn't been local time. I think that's, I think that's right. I think that's right too, yeah. So there's a slim chart. You have to see when it's scheduled that trial last year that was 4 p.m on the day they said it was gonna be coming so i think you would probably get on earlier if you're just you know getting on the 27th with your ultimate edition rather than you know bothering trying to get the trial because it might be earlier it looks like you'll just be able to go on with your local time zone and then from that point what do people tend to get up to i guess you might have prepared a team on the web app you may be scrambling a team together there if you're not like flush with coins Hugh are you still going out and just building a cheap team and then going to play maybe even online because you feel like you're confident enough to do that or are you going to be squad battles moments I guess now just to kind of get a feel for the game first yeah usually I try to do just a few like kind of offline type games um, I think the moments will be a good way I wasn't able to play the beta so I 
have probably a bit more adjusting to do than some other players. So being able to do some of those moments, get used to how the game feels, trying out some of the new things like the power shot and things like that, I think will be useful before starting online. But after a certain point, I think you might as well just jump into it because you can only learn so much without, you know, actually playing the games. I just like to, you know, as we were discussing before, embrace, you know, the time of year when you have weird team and weird players. I'm not trying to maximize my team before I even play a game. You know, if I lose because the opponent has a much better squad than I do, then that's just how it goes. And it's probably the only time of year that's really going to happen. So embrace trying new players, players you will never use again and, you know, have some fun with it. Sounds good. And what about you, Bremers? How would you be starting? I, for me, starting out this year is uh, is kind of is weirdly more exciting than it's probably been for several years. Like the fact that they've changed chemistry means that to me, a lot of the menu stuff that I love grinding is going to be very different. Um, and the fact that they made such significant gameplay changes as well, together with things like the addition of moments, means that the overall shape of how I play the game is probably changing and what I do in the game is probably changing. Uh, so yeah, I genuinely, like, it feels like a really exciting refresh to me. Um, and so I'll, since I know I'll have plenty of time to play, I'll just be kind of taking my time. Um, like it's launching on what, like, a is it a, it's the 27th of Tuesday, mm. right? So yeah. there's, there's at least a day where I can just noodle around and do what I want before I have to think about things like rival rewards. Squad battles stuff, I assume, is still the rewards will be like on Sunday morning. So I'm not going to be in any massive rush to smash through those. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like there's always this sort of slight mad panic when for, for the likes of us when the game goes live. But I think I'll probably just be basking in it, like taking in all the things that have changed. You know, you don't have to immediately hit the, hit the end game within about 24 hours, right? So yeah. one one thing I will definitely be doing that isn't laid back though is before I get, assuming you can get into the web app first, is analyzing the milestone objectives in terrifying detail and creating like a to-do list on my phone that I go along with uh, when I get into the game because there's often some quite valuable albeit untradeable packs that you can get from those um, just from spamming some like beginner matches and stuff. Yeah, that's a so, really uh, good point. Mm. Yeah, there was a couple which you could kind of just like AFK away from keyboard as people call it, like on the side while doing other things because they were that easy to complete. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there was the, there was also there was the bronze and silver team groups, weren't there? Yes. That uh, you, you'd kind of run in and... Um, score like 30 goals against beginner AI. Mm. Uh, and, and all of a sudden you got like a bunch of really quite decent packs for that stage of the game. Um, obviously they're built to be sort of unlocked as you play over the course of the cycle, but you know, that's not how we play the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's playing sensibly and, and gently. That's for other people. So, a uh, more casual start to the cycle already. Uh, hey, look, it's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Have a look at the objectives. I'm sure you will see people posting about the objectives that look good and, and worth keeping an eye on. Um, I wonder whether there'll be less of a focus though, because of moments on objectives. We'll have to see. Uh, mm. how things work out this cycle i'm actually kind of hopeful that there will be because i'm not a big objectives fan myself or at least like objectives mode fan and i'd like to see some of that focus on moments but we'll see nate what about you i won't be on the 10 hour access on the 27th but i will definitely be taking all of the trading and uh the market stuff to the console which will be nice depending on how many days we've had of the web app before that like definitely gets a little old to be on the web app 
all the time. Mm. So yeah, and then and then try some games out as well. I do have to say that I think the fastest rewards that you could get if you're looking for the game mode to go into right away, I think Rivals Rewards would be the earliest, but that's just assuming that the schedule is going to be the same. Yeah. If the game drops on a Tuesday, then of course your rewards on early Thursday would be your next chance to, mm-hmm. or the first chance to get rewards. It is quite interesting because in the past, what I did was build a team because you'd have the web app period where people couldn't put FIFA points on. What I would do with the Road to Glory is build a team on the web app and then go literally as soon as the game started into Rivals back when you did placement matches, do the placement matches. And I generally have a better team than people. So I'd be able to out-team them. I'd probably have played the beta, so I'd you know, have a bit of experience with the game already and would grind for Rivals rewards because A, it's what I enjoy most playing online, but also actually it was quite a good use of time because I felt like I could do well during that period. But now without a limit to the time, I think I'm more likely to take the approach of doing you know, foot moments, perhaps doing squad battles to get more of a feel for it. And also I think... Rivals is definitely going to be a good approach to take because of the early rewards coming in. And I still think that could be one of the best things to do. But actually moments, because of the system and the way the rewards work, as you unlock moments, uh, or complete moments, I should say, you get these stars. And actually the stars you can use instantly within Mm -hmm. the store type thing, and there'll be rewards there. And I, I think there'll be packs and things. And because we know it's a big headline feature, they're bound to be putting stuff that is desirable in there. So I actually think this year, which is a departure from previously, something else could be the go-to for me and potentially other people. And that is for moments, which are, you know, good fun. They're quick to complete and also will actually train you in some mechanics, things like free kicks, for example, Uh, you'll do there. And obviously that's a brand new thing. So you'll basically be learning new mechanics while also picking up some rewards pretty much instantly. So I almost think more so than squad battles with their rewards coming later in the week, foot moments is going to be uh, what people want to probably focus on before going into online. So yeah, just a little pointer for people. I think we're kind of wrapped up on early access. Obviously, there is also the approach, which I guess we maybe haven't spoken about so much in terms of spending FIFA points It is recommended, I would say, to use those FIFA points straight away, or at least it has been uh, for a good while. Uh, If you're spending actual money on the game and going to put in a good amount, you know, more than the, say, 4,600 that people will get on the 27th, I assume, because it's with the Ultimate Edition, then I would probably say go in there really hammer packs essentially and build yourself up a coin total which you can then put into i don't know a team of the week one meta player or something like that obviously bear in mind the price you know they might be overinflated because people are doing the same thing but that would be my recommendation for those spending i don't know whether nate you'd have any other suggestions definitely earlier the better because the, the earliest you can pack these cards like there's just so many more cards in the first week that are worth 10 15 000 coins that end up being worth one two thousand coins in you know a couple weeks time as they get supplied and as people don't use them in their teams anymore like i remember the uh, like vertongan and mm. some of those pacey center backs that had big upgrades from fifa 21 to the start of fifa 22 were a bit expensive but they, they were very very fast to fall off in price as people upgraded to different teams and mm-hmm. changed it up so 
yeah, I would definitely say whether you're opening your 4,600 FIBA points or spending FIBA points, the earlier, the better in that first week, um, for sure. I have one small caveat to this, which is if you are militantly road to glory and do not intend to spend any money over the cycle on pain of death, bear in mind that they have created this habit now of those tokens in packs mm. that they that are for sale. They do it periodically. Uh, and you may, for example, get to winter wildcards tokens, assuming they do those again and see a pack in the store that has an extra token that you might want, which could be worth like a, an 83 times 25 or something. Right. Mm. And it's suddenly, it's like a choice between 500 FIFA points you don't have or a hundred thousand coins, which is too much. Mm. So I may, I, what I will probably do is hold back a bunch, but use a few just with that in mind. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I would say for me personally, I would not bother because I never felt like I really needed the token at any point. Like I was like, yeah, yeah if I really desperately wanted it, I would pay 100,000 coins, even though it's crazy. But I never mm -hmm. felt like I needed to. That's fair. But I could see if someone was really into it and uh, potentially would end up getting caught out at some point, wanted to make sure they had the opportunity to get all the tokens, but was running a no fever point at Road to Glory. I could see the argument there. I just, I don't know. I just think... They're so valuable at the start FIFA points. Uh, one thing that a lot of people always ask about is draft, and we always say probably avoid it. But potentially, I've had some success when the 30th rolls around, the full release. People come on who aren't maybe uh, experienced at all with the gameplay for the first time. And even though they haven't gone for the option with the FIFA points, doesn't mean they won't spend some FIFA points on a draft. And they're maybe not quite so good and you can have some success there i've had some success doing that in the past i think you're probably looking at being maybe a 14 wins in finals type player to to compete there though i would say even in that situation but you know it may be worth saving uh, enough fifa points 300 fifa points for a draft at that point just to see i would also say the other thing you could look to which really is probably for people who just have those 4600 fifa points um, if you have more than that, then you want to, you know, bulk FIFA point spend early. Um, but you could do offline drafts because the pack rewards are exactly the same on beginner as they are on legendary. You could just score a goal and just AFK basically or, or leave the controller for the rest of the game and pick up better pack rewards than uh, you would have got by spending that uh, FIFA point total on the packs in the store that are available because remember, it's only 7.5k packs. And so, yeah, I think that is an option for people if you have the time. Um, but yeah, it, obviously, as we've been saying, it all does depend when you can spend FIFA points. It may well be you can put them on in the app and then people will have mostly probably spent their allocation aside from that 4,600 FIFA points. I know some people do sometimes like to save a bit for one to watch. Actually, talking about saving things, I think Q, you had a question, right, for Nate? Really just wanting to know if you're spending FIFA points or even just the pre-order FIFA points and you're opening these packs, say you're getting a lot of players that are 78 rated, you know, no one's playing with them, but okay. you also don't need them for any SBCs or anything like that. They're not going to sell. Right. Would you, you know, store those on your transfer list in your club or just, you know, to kind of take the coins and quick sell them because it's not really worth taking up the space in your club or transfer list. Yeah. For the, for the stuff that's like 78 to 80 rated that is not really needed. Like, I don't know, an example might be like a, like a guy from an off league and off nation that doesn't, isn't very useful for anything. I would quick sell those. Yeah. I would even think into the very beginning stages of like the web app. Like if you're opening your welcome backpacks and you have, you know, a gold non-rare that 
doesn't sell and that already has a little bit of supply on the market and you can tell it doesn't sell, like just quick sell it, take your 300 coins and that way you're getting off the ground. But even when you have your 4,600 FIFA points right away, you know, some people might say, yeah, sell everything because if you relist it five or 10 times, maybe it'll sell. I think there's a point to that, but when it comes down to like a gold non-rare, whether it's selling for 400 coins or you can quick sell it for like 316 or whatever it is, right away, I would just take the the quick sell value on those types of cards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Also, I'll never forget this uh, point that I think it was Matt made. He basically said that someone, I think this was maybe two years ago now, possibly, um, because it was when the web app was out, but the game wasn't out itself. And someone packed, I think it was maybe De Jong, but it was a high value player in form. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, oh yeah, Matt, I quick sold him. What? Matt's like, what? <laughs> and basically what he did was quick sold him, got the 10K, which is obviously a huge amount to have when the web app's out. And then oh. when the game was out and he had coins again, obviously from his 10K, he built up his coin total. He went on the web app and recovered him, paid the 10K and uh, he got up in price by that point as well. So yeah, there's all there's an argument potentially to be quick selling informs. I actually remember that conversation last year now when oh, was Matt was telling that. Okay, I yeah. think it I think I remember him telling the story last year at some oh, point yeah, or yeah. us talking about it because yeah, that's a that's a real five head play if that yeah. happens <laughs> in the beginning to you. Like if you get hit with an insane pack pull, just don't forget to yeah, recover. Oh, yeah. it just in set, seven days. set multiple alarms <laughs> for you know six days' time because <laughs> yeah. that, that could end badly. Yeah. And it's six days, not not like full seven days no, worth yeah, of hours exactly, however yeah. many that is <laughs> yeah and uh yeah um if anyone pulls anything like that that kind of move let us know always always fun to share those so yeah i think Nate, you covered that question well and I, i'm not sure there's too much else to add but i do think there is huge value in quick selling i think it's not something people should avoid and uh yeah agreed it's a good thing to do one question that i've been asked quite a few times since uh, talking about it on the podcast last cycle is how I managed to do a road to glory, which ended up um, with me getting moments from Ronaldinho at what Cordless Hawk here describes as a good point in the cycle, which it, which was, I think, about a month before team of the season, something like that. And I ended up with, I think it was maybe 11 million coins by the time I bought Ronaldinho. And the question has been, you know, how do you do that on the road to glory? I think people are aware that I'm not like a what's the word, a, a committed trader. I'm not out there like, you know, flipping players and things like that, mainly investments. And first of all, I think it's important to say the start of the cycle, I make smart purchases. I'm not particularly, you know, uh, trading actively, but I'm trading probably more actively than I would the rest of the cycle. So, you know, if I realize that a particular player who's a special item is, I feel undervalued, it's like an inform someone who's not going to get supplied in the future even if i don't think they're going to go up you know loads i might pick them up and put them into my team or put them on the bench or something like that and then i'll potentially look to sell them once there's been a good rise i always have a rule i don't know whether this is something that you do nate if the player is worth over 5 to 10k or is a decent proportion of my kind of club value i will always sell them when their price doubles i think one important point to make to people wanting to do trading, especially starting out, is people think after buying a player, they've done their trading, but selling them is super important and it's really yeah. easy to get caught holding players. And so, you know, as a rule of thumb, I always sell when they double. 
But there is one big exception, and that is Harry Maguire, or certainly was last year. <laughs> so what I did was, after I sort of built coins up over the first month or so uh, from playing the game, I always took tradable rewards. This was very deliberate. I wanted as many coins as possible. So when it came to about, I don't know, it was probably, I want to say October time. And this may obviously change because we've got the World Cup mode, but I, I don't think it's going to, I really don't think it's going to be a mode because they can't take people out of the game that early in the cycle. So I don't think it's going to have mm. the impact that it had in the past on the market, but it may cause a bit of panic. But I don't think that will affect this so much. In fact, it might be beneficial. Basically, when the price drops down to, I think it was like 1,600, I was able to pick them up every Friday on bid. I'd pick up like hundreds of Harry Maguire's on bid for 1,000. You know, 200 coins or something like that and yes people were enjoying opening packs i couldn't because i was holding my harry Maguires. i built it up so that i had probably like 600 i would say wow um over a number of weeks and these were all bought for 1200 coins so that's not a huge amount of coins actually it's like 600k um, and bear in mind, as I was getting more coins over these weeks, during the week, I would also be you know, putting that back into the bank of Maguire. And essentially, I think when I sold them, which was, I think it must have been like late November, December, uh, for a particular SBC, he went over 6K. So I was then on to maybe 3 million coins, 3 to 4 million coins, just from... Harry Maguire. So I was going from 600k to about 3.7 million, something like that. Um, obviously, bear in mind, you know, it's a problem in terms of being able to open packs and things over that period, but you can still claim tradable rewards. You stock packs, so that can be quite fun. And from that point onwards, what I was tending to do was look to particularly informs, centre backs, positions that were useful, and also Premier League English players who had informs specifically are always very good. And I found that often that would be an easy thing to buy because you didn't have to buy too many because you're paying like 10K at a time, but they would increase to 15K, sometimes 20 or even higher. And then I really committed to that. Maybe it was January time, something like that, where I put a lot of coins into Informs and was able to kind of, I think, double or triple the coins again at that point. So it's essentially a lot of very, I guess you'd say, Nate, low risk investing that if you, are committed enough to buy a significant number of players you don't have to think about it actually too much it's kind of like a longer term play but you know mm. you basically are like okay i'm going to end up having three million coins after buying 600 of these after waiting what like a month and a couple weeks like then you get to november and you're like i have all these packs to open because i haven't been able to open these packs and uh i have 3.7 million coins in your case so yeah, whether it's you go that far as to go like unassigned and buy hundreds of them, or if you just put a couple in your club, put a couple in your transfer list, mm. whether it's those gold cards or informs, like you mentioned, really, really good uh, early game investments, kind of like a dividend stock, if you will, in the real world of mm. investing. In fairness, I haven't done that successfully in the past. I've tried it, but I didn't necessarily commit enough to a low risk investing strategy like that. So I think that is going to be my advice if you're looking to do something like this. You, you do need to commit, but don't commit to something risky, which that obviously wasn't risky. And uh, let's move on to a more gameplay related question. I think something we'll definitely be discussing more in future weeks, but wanted to talk a little bit about it here. Flintren asking, which attributes are you looking for in players in addition to the pace ones? I want to make a quick point on pace before we move on. 
I really think that having three chem on your centre-backs is going to be really quite important, more important than other positions. The centre-backs don't have particularly ridiculous pace. The base pace on attackers is going to be higher. People really, at the start, rely on that to create chances when they're you know, not necessarily skilled enough or don't have the knack in the new game to know how best to create chances. With the changes to depth, depth being higher, I think there's definitely going to be a more opportunity in behind if your centre-backs don't have good pace. So if you can get them on free chem, splash out on a shadow chem style, I really think that's going to make a big difference at the start. Um, but the question was not about pace, so we will move on. I guess what stats are people looking for beyond that? Maybe dribbling, balance, things that don't affect overall rating so much can lead to you being able to pick up some very effective uh, but cheaper players. Hugh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that with cheaper players especially, you're you're really looking more for specialists rather than all-rounders. Like with any card, you're going to find flaws. Like maybe he only has 70 finishing and it's a winger, but you know if that same player had 80 finishing, then he wouldn't be cheap. So to an extent, you just have to kind of find what you're willing to deal with. So with the striker, you know you want the pace and the finishing and then hopefully some dribbling, but maybe the physical and the passing is not that good. And that's just what you have to deal with. Or maybe you just go for one that's um, kind of more decent and everything and not great at anything. I mostly go for more specialist players that perform a specific role rather than asking them to be very good at doing lots of different things. So if I have a DM who's decent passing and defending, but he turns like a tank, well, that's just you know what you have to live with. So mm. um, don't don't be too picky or else you're just going to end up having to spend a lot more. Yeah, makes sense. And finally, Brammers, anything to add in terms of looking for additional stats aside from pace yeah well i mean having listened to the the pod based on the beta and stuff like that uh, the thing one thing that struck me was people talking about how with the new dribbling system being able to crack a skill move here and there can be uh quite decisive so i, I might mm. I, and since i've been enjoying skill moves a lot in 22 i might try prioritizing that in my sort of front players and maybe midfield to see whether it gives me any kind of advantage but other than that i mean i usually just look at kind of pace 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 until things get going it might be nice to have a midfielder who can shoot so you can do power shots mm. from distance because they can be fun and not just fun but effective in certain situations it also scares your opponent a bit right even if you don't score it can open up some space and i think finally a point would be look at those acceleration styles i think explosive players in the midfield area may not be super common but something that is going to be really nice to have for creating space too in the wide areas i think you're looking at more raw pace potentially and on center backs i did feel like those lengthy acceleration types helped out so i would look out for them too i think that does wrap us up we've covered a lot but there's probably still other things we could cover there are probably things that we have missed we've tried to be as complete as possible on these two podcasts but if there's anything you would like us to talk about as we head towards fifa 23 in the meantime then definitely get in touch we'd love to hear from you but for now we can say thank you to all our guests here brammers thank you very much for sharing your insight on starting fifa 23 my absolute pleasure it's lovely to be back can't wait to get stuck into fifa 23 especially after a good conversation today so uh yeah mm. looking forward to it definitely and hugh as well looking forward to those gameplay insights from a top two NA player come FIFA 23. Also may reclaim your crown, so that should be fun. 
yeah, looking forward to getting back into the grind and uh, working my way up to the top. Uh, <laughs> slow and steady, maybe, but I guess we'll see. You, you never know. After facing Japes day one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be. You know, cross plays coming in, so it'll be uh, a lot of new opponents. Hopefully, not facing. Uh, the same, you know, 10 people that I'm sick of playing against already. It'll probably be me every time, won't it? I mean, now it's crossplay. I'm, I'm going to play six. <laughs> Good so That'll be fun. And Nate as well. I could well be facing you over the coming weeks. So I look forward to that. Yeah, you could. I'm, I'm excited for that part as well in the gameplay side of things. It's just matching new and different people. And uh, I used to be on Xbox back in the day. So maybe I'll have to go back mm-hmm. on my Xbox and look at some of those old camera tags that I may be able to mash up against <laughs> and message or something. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to talk all things at the start of FIFA 23 and uh, we're, we're not far away. Yeah. And you can catch Nate on YouTube. Oh yes. The foot accountant, something I tune into really frequently, especially at the start of the cycle. Very useful. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very welcome. And if you'd like to tune into this podcast, get it directly into your podcast feeds, then just search Foot Weekly on your podcast providers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And also you can find it on YouTube for this cycle. So if you like it over there, do leave a like and comment too. It will show you who's speaking at that current moment, which some people find useful to see. Might be some images and relevant clips there too. If you'd like extra foot weekly content, then do become a supporter. It's just £3 a month and you get a whole extra podcast every week. This week, that episode is more how to start FIFA 23 chats. You can find that just by searching support foot weekly. There will also be a link in the description. And thank you very much to those supporters for keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Coach Vass, Chris W, DJ FIFA player, Hugh J, Steve C, Matt L, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, L, Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Roger D, Alex M, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, At Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Sam K, Jake G, Michael P, Zach O, Springford, Patrick, Dominic G, Adam HC, Adam R, Andy H, Joe W, Dylan, Orion B, Mindle L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.